Hello, and welcome to Heartfelt Consciousness with my vinyasa practice. My name's Michelle Young, and today I'll be interviewing our new studio manager, Kiana Ochoa. Kiana Ochoa came to us from Black Swan, Denver, where she opened two locations during a pandemic. Kiana is excited to join the My Vinyasa Practice team and is here today to talk to us a little bit about taking our yoga off the mat and really what that looks like in relation to our personal and professional experience. Let's welcome Kiana. Hi, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Young, and this is Heartfelt Consciousness, uh, my Vinyasa Practices podcast. And I'm here today with Kiana Ochoa. She is our new studio manager, and we have the privilege of interviewing her and uh, giving everyone an opportunity to get to know her. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So the topic of our conversation today is yoga. What brought you to yoga and what has you know really inspired you to teach I love this question I uh, was an athlete growing up so I have always had a movement practice in some form I uh, was a gymnast when I was really young and then I went into playing select volleyball and then I also ran track in school and it really took a toll on my body I'd mm. say that I still struggle with the injuries um, from that whole experience growing up from the age of three all the way to, when did I stop playing sports? I'd say 16, 17. And I found yoga in my early teen years as a way to complement my athletic pursuits, but also to support my injured body and my injured system from all of that. So I first started in the physical practice, like handstands, chaturangas, all these fun transitions and things that can strengthen my body, but it didn't take me too long to realize it's not a physical practice. You know, it's a, it's a doorway and a tool to move inward. And I think that was such a profound moment and experience for me to realize yoga is so much more than the physical. The physical is just one piece of the totality of this practice. So I started pretty young. I was drawn to it physically. And then things led to allowing me to hold space for myself and to feel and to breathe and to move. And in that came so much magic, I think, and greater understanding for what am I doing here, right? And how I can heal my system from all the things that I struggled with before about not understanding space holding or how to breathe in a way that can relieve tension in the body and the mind too. So yeah. I started young and that was my first step into the practice of yoga. And let's say maybe five, six years into it, I got a call from my aunt Ambrosia rest in power. She uh, called me up and said, hey, do you want to do this twin hour yoga teacher training with me? And it was in Dallas, Texas uh, with my teacher, Shannon Buffington and Charlie Faulkner. And it was a nine month long teacher training. She called me up and she was like, do you want to do this? I'm like, uh, learn how to be a yoga teacher. I don't know. I, I just love this practice. And she's like, well, you'll learn how to be a yoga teacher, but you'll also learn all the whys behind why we do this and why it feels so good. And the things that happen in the system behind the scenes right deeper so I uh, took the teacher training and I realized why well, I want to share this with other people so that was my 
introduction. Uh, she helped guide my, I think, trajectory into the world of teaching yoga and sharing this practice. Uh, but that's, that's that. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's so great when we have the opportunity to come to yoga at a younger age, because it really does give us the tools that we need to learn healthy coping strategies and, you know, self-soothing. So I think that's great. It's just awesome that you had that opportunity. Um, how does yoga fit into your professional endeavors? You're now managing the studio. We're about to open a second location. I know you came from Denver. You opened the Black Swan Denver location, two of them, yes? yes. So tell me a little bit about when you decided to integrate your yoga practice into your professional life. So I started teaching, I'll backtrack a little bit. I started teaching uh, first in, to my teach my friends, my community, my family members, and then I started working into teaching in group settings like yoga studios and gyms and YMCA's. Uh, and I really found, I think, a, a family at BSY. That was something I loved, a donation-based method too. Um, and I was starting to pay more attention. Like I always love to tidy the spaces that I'm in and go above and beyond to like make sure that I leave the space better than I found it. And I think I had the opportunity when I moved to Denver, I was going to just be a teacher on the team and also support social media management and teacher training. And I think the divine always has a bigger plan, right? And things led to another and mentor and friend, Maddie Chen, she uh, was always a support for me. And she gave me the opportunity to manage one of the studio locations. And we were planning on opening up Studio One months in advance, but with COVID and permitting and all the things that come with opening up a business, it was way later than that. So uh, I ended up we decided as a group that we might open up Studio Two or plan on getting Studio Two ready if it's gonna take a year and a half, two years to open it up. Yeah. So we started working on Studio Two, then we realized, oh wow, Studio Two is gonna be done before Studio One is even finished. And so we ended up opening Studio Two and I stepped into managing that one. And then a month later, we opened up Studio One. So we had two studios, studios open, within a month of one another and they were 15 minutes apart and my goal there was really just to ground down the community stay with the mission of the business and bringing yoga to life and I think that donation based method they didn't have anything like that in Denver at the time there was a studio collective that fell out during COVID and we really came in over time to offer this donation based method to the population there and they loved it and I think it was so inspiring for me to step into that space because I didn't know anybody. I really came from Austin. This is my home base. I had no idea what was happening there. Like I was just so open and receptive to the people there, the community, the teachers who were on board and also believe in the mission. I think that's so important too, as a team is having people who really value and believe and are like-minded to what you're offering in the space and the collective, because in that everybody rises and comes together to make the things possible. So I, I taught, I managed, I kept the spaces clean. And I also, I think a big thing with management leadership, especially in the yoga spaces is practicing on and off the mat. 
And for me, it was bringing in the first two limbs of the Ashanga yoga system, the eight limb path, which is the yamas and yamas. Mm -hmm. And those are so profound for me because it really does allow you to apply yoga in all ways mm -hmm. on the mat, of course, but taking that off the mat into leadership, like non-harm and cleanliness mm -hmm. and non, um, why am I blanking right now? <laughs> All of those things. Yeah, violence, right? Nonviolence. Yeah. I think that one is such a big one for me too because Ahimsa is also this way of social justice, mm -hmm. of standing for and fighting for nonviolence mm -hmm. for all people. Yeah. So when we can lead in a way that really allows yoga to shine forth and be the forefront, then you're living and walking the path. Right. I love that. And I, that actually leads into you know, the, the next question, but I'll pause here for a second because I think this is so important. Um, and one of the things that we talk about in our 200 hour YTT is, you know, that we are taught as a society to apply these concepts outside of ourselves, but we're not really taught how to apply them inside. Like we, how do I, you know, create compassion in my life rather than harm to myself, right? How do I, you know, stand in my truth right without you know just following projection or you know like following whatever i think that i'm supposed to do the shoulds in life right mm -hmm. and i think that discernment and really identifying how to leverage the power of discernment as it relates to the yamas and niyamas are one of the the ways that we awaken to our natural enlightened state like that is the the precursor to to all of it Asana, pranayama, pratyahara, these things just sort of like, you know, help us to focus the mind and mm -hmm. focus the nervous system and regulate the energy. But these things, the yamas and niyamas are so important. So that leads me to my next question is, you know, how do you encourage your teachers and, and also yourself to practice off the mat? Like, what does it look like to maintain your practice and still be in a yoga business? I think, I mean, in the yoga studio, that's something that you can kind of see if you're leading by example. So like Saucha, keeping the internal and external environment clean and just walking around, if you see something that needs to be organized or tidying, without question, go and do it. And even if you as the leader in the community or in the space are just leading by example, other people start to pick up on that. And, and that's, uh, I think, one example that is important for me and I always like to integrate in. It's like, if you see something, clean it, tidy it, do it. And it'll make you feel good too because this is a space that you are in and you get to do this. You get to share the practice and you get to have people come and share their time with you. And all those little things like keeping the space clean and lively and bright, it, it really does make a difference for how it impacts your students. And then that reciprocate. What, what is the word? Reciprocal. Reciprocal. Yes. Bringing that back in, uh, it's just that full circle, yeah. student and teacher and so on. Yeah. No, I think it's really important and it also helps us to like be present. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the things when I was a practitioner, I was always in awe of like how yoga teachers would float in and, you know, just hold that space in such a graceful way. And what I found in my own personal practice, both before I became a teacher and then after, was 
presence was so important being you know truly applying mindfulness which you know is observation without judgment like i can say oh there's a towel on the floor i'm going to pick it up i'm not going to judge that there's a towel on the floor right just pick it up just be done with it so i think that's really it's it's poignant because it's so simple and so profound too at the same time yes absolutely so tell me a little bit more about your teachers. You mentioned a couple of teachers earlier. Yes. Um, who are your most influential teachers and there, why? There are a few. I'd say my first tuned hour teacher training was through the Para Yoga lineage from Rod Stryker. Okay. And he's based out of Colorado, but one of his uh, students, who is my teacher, Shannon, she was so tapped into Tantra and the Hatha-based style of practice. And I came in like an athlete. I'm like, I want to get the handstands. I want to do all these things. And she's like, that's not the point of the practice. So she really like helped me pause, zoom out, and then like dive into the truth of the matter and what it is and why the asana practice is here to support us on our inward journey. Yeah. So shout out to Shannon and Charlie. Uh, they are such talented and skillful teachers. And then I took a 300 hour training a few years later with Shanti Kelly and Kylie Walters. And they are also so fantastic. And they really helped me refine my skills. And I think focus on what it is that I want to do as a teacher and how I want to share my offerings. So them, amazing. And then last teacher I want to share with you is, have you heard of Susanna Barkataki? So she wrote the book, Embrace Yoga's Roots. Mm -hmm. And her whole mission is really just diving into the ways that you can apply yoga and the eight limbs and other practices besides asana onto the mat and into your teachings and off of your mat. And so I love her for that. I read that book. I took one of her online teacher trainings a couple of years ago, and that just really opened my eyes into Vichara or um, is it self-discerned, but more like critical thinking. So in the way of like applying the yamas and niyamas, internally and taking that internal knowledge with you in your life yeah so shannon and shanti as well as susanna Barkaki. yes i have to you know so we share that teacher so shanti is my teacher and her kylie is um just a a dear personal friend i haven't seen her in a long time but she's wonderful um and uh yeah definitely amazing teachers and just being steeped in a lineage that is so rich, I think is really important, especially when you are, you know, holding space, not only for students, but also for other teachers, because ultimately what we're wanting to do, or at least, you know, I think what, what MVP is trying to do is to take the practice and share it like through the lens of Patanjali and yoga, you know, like what, not what is my opinion or my perception of things, but like what what does the sutra say? What do, what does the history and the lineage say? Mm-hmm. And then you know from there, recognizing that my lived experience is not universal truth. And so once I get that and I really broaden my awareness to that, then I have so much more compassion for everyone else's lived experience, and I can recognize that you know it's it really is a journey towards involution 
when we see it that way. It's like, it's not evolution because it's so external. It's more involution. It's, it's coming home to yourself and really developing that self-love. I love that. That's yeah. It's so beautifully. Well, you know, again, we have the same, we have the same lineage. So it goes, it goes well, right? Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit about, you know, what your plans are as you move forward in your professional career with yoga, but, you know, I know you have some other interests as well. So what, what is your aspiration? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? So I really love what MVP is all about, authentic, affordable, and accessible yoga, and really coming back to the roots of the practice. Uh, so my plan within MVP is to really grow and love and nurture both of the studio locations and our team and our community in town. That's uh, something I really love to do, and it fills me up. People are so incredible, and our time is like that non-renewable resource so if they can if they give us their time and even if it's for 30 minutes an hour a quick call or something it means so much to me because i'm like that that's your time and you're making that time to come into this space and be with us and listen and allow us to share offerings with you so that's something that i love and i will continue to do with mvp as well as like getting our events going in town. I love to connect uh, with other businesses and, that align with our mission and values too about bringing community together. Uh, so connecting with businesses, uh, either hosting events at those businesses or bringing them into the studios and so on, and just really building and growing the MVP name within Austin. Yeah. So that's uh, my thing. And then also I am an artist. I have always been like more creatively drawn. I was working first on like drawing using pins and paper, but then I started playing with paint, acrylic oh, cool. paint and canvas. And there's something about getting your hands dirty that really is so soothing and yeah. healing. And uh, there's no boundaries there. You can get messy, you can get dirty. And that's part of the experience to yeah. kind of let go and yeah, just get it on your hands, yeah. maybe on your clothes, so who knows? <laughs> and then I, a couple of years ago, I started tapping into the world of digital art mm -hmm. and using an iPad and an a Apple Pencil to make things happen on the computer, on an iPad. And that whole world is limitless too. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning how to like, where's my niche and where's my style and that. But I like to do like, trippy, spacey, psychedelic art that kind of makes you think and be curious and kind of ponder like, what is that? How does that make me feel? Where are we going with this? So that's uh, my thing. I think I wanna get more into honing in on my direction with my art. And I'm also, I have an art shop online that's where cool. I have my recent collection, I've put it on like apparel pieces so that's something that I think I want to continue to run with too and see and get feedback from people if they like my art on a sweater or on a sticker or on a pin or something. I love it. I love it. That's so cool. And, you know, I think connecting to that creative aspect of being human is really important, um, you know, and it, it teaches us how to trust ourselves, yeah. you know, how to lean into the, the process of creating, yes. you know? So I think that's really cool. And I'm excited to have you um, do some decorating down south when we open uh, down south. That's gonna I'm be a working lot of on fun. some apparel too and some swag. I know, I'm very excited about that, actually. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, I guess the last question I have for you today is, tell us a little bit about your 
daily routine? You know, how do you keep your physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual body healthy? Question. I feel like getting enough sleep for me is always important. I am somebody who likes to stay up late. And I think that's part of that creative energy, that Vata time, what mm-hmm. after 10 p.m. when you start getting downloads and you're like, I just have to make this or draw this or create that. So going to bed early for me has always been a challenge. I, I would say I'm more of a night owl. Mm-hmm. So making sure I get sleep uh, and then getting up. And I always like to, before I check phone or before I roll out of bed, I usually have my cats with me and I'll roll over and give them a kiss and hug. My boyfriend's probably already out of bed doing his work. And just take a moment to be grateful. Like I, I got to wake up today. Yeah. I, I have breath in my lungs. And that simple quick gratitude practice really helps to set the tone for the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, drinking water. I feel like I need to hold myself more accountable. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing for all yogis to do is drink enough water. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. So trying to drink some water in the morning is what I like to do. And then my whole like cleanliness routine, yeah. brush my teeth, taking care of face, um, get myself ready, presentable. And then I, uh, either try in the car, I'll put on like a podcast while I'm driving to work and just continue that intellectual fuel and filling up my cup in my brain uh, and learning things about how I can be a better, whether it is a, a business um, entrepreneur and leader and manager, like all these things, a yoga teacher and like the yoga, there's a yoga teacher podcast that I like to listen to as well. Um, but things like that for my brain and then making sure I get a practice in and if it is taking studio classes which our teachers at MVP are fantastic I've been having such an incredible time taking classes here Uh, I just took Katie's class today Mm -hmm. and it was amazing yeah I know I'm like I love the flow I love her theme Uh, it was something about presence too and I'm like exactly we need more of that Uh, so with my practice it's either I'm taking a studio class or I have five ten minutes my legs up the wall yeah and I'll do that at least once a day whether it be in studio at home just elevate after Mm -hmm. sitting all day yeah Uh, and then make sure that I'm having the work-life balance so when I'm working I'm working and I'm doing it and when I'm not at work, I ha- I'm establishing those boundaries to make sure that I'm recharging and taking care of myself yeah. so that I can better show up for when I am on the clock, when I am working and serving my students and my teachers and the community. That is so important. The work-life balance is really important. It really is. Yeah, I think that a lot of um, a lot of us in the community are like recovering perfectionists. And so we feel like we have to go all the time, but it's not really necessary. So you know, I just want to acknowledge you for taking the time to, you know, carve out, you know, a self-awareness around your boundaries. Like that's really important yeah. for sure. Well, Kiana, it is so great to have you. It's great to have you here with us as part of our uh, MVP team. I'm just thrilled to have your energy in the studio and to uh, see how, how things just blossom and grow with events and with you know special offerings and you know as you mentioned earlier our teachers we have such a diverse group of teachers I I think you took Kyler's class the other day and we've actually had people like international students come in and say it's the best class they've ever taken in their life and you know we all have our different styles you know I really love my teacher's style but you know everybody has something amazing to offer and one of the things that we are very Um, passionate about here is giving teachers the autonomy to 
to express their style, yeah. you know, within the confines of holding space mm -hmm. professionally and appropriately. So I'm super excited to see how, how everybody grows and develops under your thank you so much thank you so much michelle absolutely well thank you all for joining us again kiana is here at mvp we are um open for classes at our uh, highland location and we will be opening soon probably around may june in uh, our new location down in south austin on uh, south congress and uh, slaughter we look forward to seeing you in studio or online on the app and uh yeah thanks so much for being here thank you Awesome, thank you so much. For more information about Kiana's art, check out her Instagram at Kiana Ochoa underscore. And to take a class with Kiana, drop by the studio, be our guest. We can't wait to see you there.